Hey everyone, Patrick Haynes here, latest edition of the Interesting People Podcast. I am joined by Pam Moody, the president of the World Clown Association. Thank you for your time, Pam. Thank you for having me. First question, is clowning a term? Is that the proper term? Yes, it is a term. Okay, so you can apply that to that. So what kind of counts as a clown? Is there like a, a level of makeup you need? Like what does a clown do? How would you define a clown? Actually, clowns don't even have to be in makeup. When you think back to Jerry Lewis, he was a clown without putting on makeup. Um, Lucille Ball was a clown without putting on makeup. Some clowns choose to wear a lot of makeup. Some clowns choose to only wear a red nose. And some clowns choose white face makeup, some clowns. We have a new category called European clown or clown and they wear very minimal makeup. So it's actually a personal choice. So the World Clown Association has 35 different countries. What are some of the differences that you see in clowning worldwide? You know, it's amazing. First of all, I can tell you that the average age of clowns in Asia is probably about 30 years old, where the average age clowns in the U.S. is more in the 45 to 50 year age range. Oh, that's interesting. Which, I know. And the um, clowns I find in Asia, they excel more at acrobats, where most of the clowns in the United States, well, and especially since Ringling dissolved, which we're all still crying over, but we no longer have our biggest groups of clowns, which is not our biggest, but the working professional clown with a circus. That aspect with Ringling was a huge hit, I think to clowning, and that put a lot of good people out of work. But for the most part, what I've experienced is what you had mentioned in your small town. We call it hometown clowning, and that's just a clown that works the community in which they live. There's also rodeo clowns. That's They're in a whole different league of their own. Those people are crazy. You know, they let the bulls chase after them and jump into barrels. And clowning is very diverse here in the United States and even more so abroad. And part of what the World Clown Association has really exceeded in in the last, I would say, 10 years is there wasn't always a good percentage of clowns overseas. And if there were, they really had no concept of how to approach it professionally. They would do like many of us when we start out, go turn to the internet or go buy some grease paint at Walmart during Halloween season. And without any training, then you look bad and you're as good as you look, which is bad. True clowns have spent a lot of time researching their character, researching their makeup, the top at whatever they're doing. That's what we excel for. We don't, you know, we prefer no scary makeup, rather no makeup. If you can't do it right, just don't make up. Oh, and when I teach new clowns, men are not used to putting makeup on every day. Women, on the other hand, excel at that because we do it every day. And when helping someone to create a new face, you have to keep that in mind to work around their abilities. And if someone isn't good at putting lines right on their eyes, then by goodness, don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, try something a little lighter. So so you were a clown. Did you have like a stage name and what kind of clown did you do? Well, I am what's considered an agoust character clown. There are many different types of clowns. And this is, it's really important if you're, if you're living and working in the clown world. There's white face clown. There's actually a classical white face clown, which is more like a purette. And their costumes are beaded and very fancy and beautiful. And then under the classical white face, you have a regular white face 
issues. That clown makeup has to match your personality. So a white face clown, if working in another group of clowns, of other types of clowns, the white face clown would never be the one to take the pie, meaning they're not going to get hit by the pie. If there's two clowns and one's a non-white face clown and the other one is, white face clown is going to throw the pie because the white face clown is in the hierarchy, is at the top of clown. They do things really well. Things work out for them a lot better than a goose clown, which I am. And then my clown also is a firefighter character. That makes me what we call an agoust character clown because I look like a firefighter with my costuming. I have been doing educational programming here in Des Moines where I live in our school system for over 20 years. I work under a nonprofit and am funded that way. And because of that, I do community safety education in our schools absolutely free. So I go in and do a 30-minute assembly. And because of the tools that I'm using, which is my clown character, puppets, magic, music, just a whole host of different tools, the retention of those messages are over twofold. There's so many different types of clowning that you can do. We also have a group of what we call caring clowns. Some are paid, but most are not, and they just go in and volunteer at hospitals, nursing homes. I used to do a lot with nursing homes and also a brain injury rehab center here where people go from the hospital for rehab because they're all brain injury people, but some strokes, some car accidents, a lot of young people. Their therapy is they're exposed to the bright colors of the costuming and to the laughter, and they're really, none of them are really even able to to share a response, but that's all part of the process of waking their brain up and reactivating it. You know, there's shrine clowns, which they use their character and work on a donation basis, which goes to fund their children's hospital, which is a phenomenal thing to do. Some people are theater clowns. Those are more like the Jerry Lewis type and Lucille Ball. I mean, those of us that study comedy, those are actually a lot of the the very programming that we just sit and study over and over is reruns of, uh, and Red Skelton too. He's a legend. Uh, Most of us go for a lot of training or a lot of refreshing training because clowning just requires a lot of creativity. And so sometimes you just need to recharge. And what better way to do that than to gather together with a group of like people. So you guys have like a convention that's happening. Is that more for like uh, people that have been clowns? Do you guys invite people that are curious about clowning to come to that convention? We invite everybody to come. To be honest with you, there are many people that have come to several full week intensive clown training programs. And there are sometimes many people that come to that that will never put makeup on any other time during the year except that week. And they come for a whole different reason. And that is they need to be around that humor and those type of people. It's therapy for them. A lot of people spend their vacation every year going to clown school just so that they can experience all the performances and hanging out with all the clowns. And it's just plain fun. That's awesome. So I noticed on your site, you also have look like scholarship for clown education. What schools do people go to with that stuff? There are like, I think there's six schools that we have approved with WCA, which means they meet our requirement of 40 hours of education. And for that particular scholarship, 
membership, we will pay up to $500 toward e-registration. So there's one uh, remarkable school just outside of Minneapolis every August. There's a fantastic accredited clown school at Viterbo University in La Crosse, Wisconsin. We have a celebration barn in far northeast in Maine. American Clown Academy, I think, is in Indiana or Ohio. It's going on this week. There are plenty of great opportunities for education. And for our members, all we ask to apply is that you be a member for two years. And so that's the biggest scholarship we give is our Bodino. And that will pay. Most of those are pretty high dollar camps where it might cost you $500 to $1,000 to go for a week. That doesn't include your transportation. So we're saying, you know, we will help you and give you up to $500 to do this. And this is the first year we've offered a youth circus scholarship. And that's for any youth age 16 to 25 that has shown an interest or is already part of a circus arts program or have been interested in speech in high school debate team, things like that, because those are all kind of theater-based. And that particular scholarship, actually, they can come to our convention with no registration, and we will give them up to $300 stipend to cover their expenses to be with us that week, knowing that that age group is not going to have a lot of money. Finally, our smallest scholarship of Labigail actually pays for your conference registration to come every year. And of course, once you get a scholarship, then that's the only one you can get for life so that everybody gets a chance to do that at one time. I actually, my first intensive 40-week program was in Wisconsin, and I actually only was able to go at that time many years ago because I received a scholarship. Oh, that's interesting. So I got to ask, since we're a country station, what does the organization give to rodeo clowns or other than like a maybe, maybe not do this? Like <laughs> Exactly. Well, they're welcome to come, you know, and, and learn with us. Our annual convention is absolutely full of competition opportunities and educational opportunities. And, you know, I mean, we've never had one actually come and, and want to lecture, but I have at my local alley. We've had a, which by the way, clown clubs are called alleys. <laughs> really? And yes. Yes, and a first-year clown is called a first of May because they usually are step out into public for parades. Is usually most clowns' first exposure to public, and that's when publics happen. So, therefore, they're called first of Mays. And young clowns, I mean like children and youth clowns, are called joeys, just like kangaroo babies. So we have a junior joey program, too, at our convention that starts with age 6 through, I think, 15 And those kids are all granted scholarships, too. But, of course, we usually get mostly because we're during the school year and it's hard to get kids to take out school to go. So we've lately been reaching out to homeschool kids a lot, too, to fill our March convention. And, you know, we can introduce those kids to this concept of clowning. Well, that could be helpful. How, How has social media changed clowning, if at all? Social media, from my perspective, has been amazing because a lot of people just don't really think about ever becoming a clown. And to be honest, it was a midlife thing for me. And by being out there on social media, we actually have a lot of people that in order to visit our Facebook page under World Clown Association, you don't have to be a member to join that. And you can follow all kinds of really cool posts. And we do have a members only Facebook page called the WCA Members Forum. And that's the only ones that you are actually able to post in. What do you think is, without diving too much into your story, what is the most fulfilling part of being a clown? 
Oh, my goodness sakes. Without a doubt, it's what I receive by clowning. And from that, I mean, when I step out and clown, and I would, it took me a long time to figure this out, I would go out thinking, you know, I'm going to change the world, and I'm going to do this for the people, for the people. And then what I found very quickly when I go out to do that, I have been blessed 10 times more because what I give in energy and humor or whatever you call it, I get back tenfold. What has you excited about the future of clowning? I think that we're going to be seeing more hometown clowning, hopefully more stage clowning. As I shared, we were really devastated over the closing of Ringling Circus because that really somewhat closed the door on some really legendary clowns. I mean, a lot of people in the clown world, if you were able to be a graduate of the Ringling Clown College, which actually folded, I think, in 1985. They used to have an actual clown college. And after they closed the college, then they would just go on the road and hold auditions, and then they'd have a brief training right before they'd be assigned to their unit. I think that, you know, based on the fact now that all those people are out of work, uh, not completely, but there, there are circuses, but there's not very many of them. Are few and far between, and most of those can only afford to have one clown on the budget. And quite frankly, being a circus clown, from what I've seen and heard about it, that's a lot of work. You know, they all have to do, serve their duties with animals, so you don't just put on your clown makeup and go out there and be on. You have to unload, set the tent. It's a lot of work and doesn't pay as well, in my opinion. I've never been a circus clown I have many friends that have. I actually just a couple come through here going home to North Carolina, and they'd been with the circus on the road for six months. So the future is more of a grassroots kind of look for clowns. Yeah. I think that we are in a season of change right now, and I think at World Clown, anyway, we have actively working to become leaders in that change, to be connected, to be a part of, to brainstorm. Uh, we're more connected internationally than any other group, and kind of we were in Thailand in March. And we're able to take things to them, and they're able to send things back to us as far as things that we might want to improve on. And makeup styles are totally different from country to country. That's fascinating to see. Latin American countries, I think, are some of the most beautiful clowns. They use far more colors around the eyes and around the face than just traditional white and red and maybe some blue here or there, but they use a lot of really bright colors on their eyelids and things. They're just really a beautiful clown. Wrapping back to alleys, what's the the biggest alley in the country then? Well, now you're trying to stump me because (laughs) (laughs) I would say one of our biggest alleys, Florida has many many, many alleys. Florida is a hot spot for clowns. Of course, they have a lot of entertainment places there, too. So I think that that Florida might have the biggest clown alleys. But that's just a a guesstimate because there's some pretty big ones. My local alley here in Des Moines has dwindled in size because in my area, new people, new young people aren't coming in, unfortunately. We would love to foster that, and we're going to start teaching shortly at a circus art school locally. Of the 35 countries that are in the the Worldwide Clown Association uh, or uh, the World Clown Association, what's the smallest, what's the most obscure of the countries? Actually, I think South Africa. Really? Yes, we're actually just starting to develop relationships in Africa. So, And it's a big country. And until probably 10 years ago, there were no what we would call a clown in India. 
Oh, really? Huh. So there's there's clowning in India now. Yes, there is. Previous to our involvement over there, their definition of a clown is is not at all what a clown is. As a matter of fact, after our first group went over there to help with the International Clown Festival of India, the circus was going on in Mumbai, and they came and begged us to all come with their circus because what they had serving as clowns were not at all, I will call it American-style clowns, but I know it's not just American because the Japanese clowns, Hong Kong clowns, Taiwanese clowns, Thailand clowns, Singapore clowns look more like us. The India clowns didn't look anything like a clown would, in my opinion. But now they do. It's a growing area. Well, that's fascinating. Well, thank you so much for your time. Uh, If people want to find out more about clowning, uh, where should they look for it? Go to worldclown.com. All righty. And we'll link to all that stuff in the description for this interview. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.